welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills and currently pastors the IDRC branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Hewitt Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dyke Hewitt Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. brings us a powerful testimony. Let's give it up for her. Amen. Hi everyone. I'm Grace Damwa from the Bomsi region. And also in the greater love gospel choir. Okay, my testimony is about how God supernaturally gave me money as I pledged into the crusade. So we were, we were supposed we were supposed to pledge into the crusade, the latest rock crusade, and then I was called. So I was like. I'll pledge. I don't have money though, but I'll pledge. And then as I said that, for the past three years, I've been calling my mom and my big sister, and I was, it was all unsuccessful. So like, I didn't know where the money was coming from, but then I just said, I'll pledge, like I'll give. So that when next day, that the same week for the crusade, then I was called that, Charlie, the crusade is Friday. So, what are we doing? I said, Oh, don't worry. I'll pay. By the end of this today, I'll pay. So, I was just there, and my stepmom called me. Like, it was so surprising. Like, she doesn't call me normally. She just called me, and she was like, I want Who to did send you, say you something. You? My stepmom, like, Your stepmom called you? Yeah. Then she was like, I want to send you something. Like, how much do you need? Hey, are you sitting down there like that? May somebody ask you this very important question. How much do you need? I How much do you need? Oh God. Wow. Gracie, tell us. So, like, at that point, I was so surprised. I was like, Mommy, anything. Like, I'm okay with anything you give me. Hey, anything, Pa. Amen. Gracie, let's hear the rest of the testimony. So, she sent me the money, and I called her back and said, Mommy, thank you very much for what you've done for me. And she was like, Oh, this is something small. Next time, maybe I'll see it. So I said, oh, okay. Then immediately, 
I received the money. Zaga called and was like, hey, Charlie, it's almost the deadline. What are we doing? I said, oh, I've received it. I'm sending it. So I sent him the money. The next day, at the same time, like what did you say again? The next day at the same time. The like, next day at the, like the same, same time, time. I sent the money. I was I went to wash my dishes. I came back then. I was like, oh, someone has sent me a message. Let me someone check. has sent you. So when I went, it message. was a mobile money message. It was a mobile money message. Wow. Like, see me normally. I don't check those messages because uh, mobile money people they like sending plenty messages. So uh, I checked the money and then someone had sent money into my account. I was so surprised. Like it was time ten of what I gave for the people. I was shocked and I called my friend and I was like, hey, you've sent this money. Was it a mistake or something? And I was like, nah, I just felt like sending you something. I was so surprised that even when we went for center service, I just felt like giving my testimony at center service crowd. So, Gracie, what would you like to tell the church? So, I want to tell everyone here that if you get the chance to sow into any evangelistic campaign, please don't hesitate. Like, just do it because you don't know what God will do for you. Thank you very much. Amen. Amen. evangelistic campaign. May you do so. Amen. In this house, we have the Benempi. We have Mami's Crusades and there are crusades happening in the region. And I believe you can sow into it. Amen. Let's give it up for Felix as he brings us another testimony. Hi everyone. I'm Felix. I'm Felix. Um, I'm an instrumentalist, and I'm the great, great love gospel choir. Wow. And I'm also the center director for the Adumbi Center. Wow, his credentials are many. <laughs> yes. All right. So my um, um, testimony is about how God delivered me from armed robbery. Wow. Um, when actually when I came to this church, because of where my area is, my mom told me that. The way it is, no, I shouldn't be coming to church in the evening. So, I mean, in the afternoon, I can come. So, when it's around 8, I should just leave. But then, one thing, mommy always says that we are youthful. And then, always, you see, we, we always, we can overcome our excuses. Because what happened was that we came for center service. And then we closed around 10. And I went to, as usual, I escort my, um, my then city, Gloria, to a hotel. That's Jetel. So I then continued. Please listen to the powerful testimony. So I continued to my hostel. And then one day, one Thursday, 
I escorted it to a hostel and I was going. Um, if you know the elite um, hostel in front of that space, I met a man and he told me that he has been robbed by six guys. And so they cut him, they cut him and he showed me. He said he was even having a waistband. And then what he had was charges. And they took that one car. And then me, that my laptop, that day I had laptop, I had subwoofers. So she told me that my bag was loaded. I had so many things in my bag that day, that night, actually, that night. So he told me that I should get back because he has been attacked. I should come and use the mirror. But I didn't understand something. Because he approached me and was like, why are you going? I said, oh, I'm going. So I even thought he was, he was one of them. So I couldn't show him where I was going. He's like, why are you going? Oh, please, I'm going there. He asked me three times, where are you going? I said, I'm going. He said, he has been attacked, so I should come and use the main road. So I came back and I came to use the main road. The, the, I think the Saturday when we came for Basota meetings. And I told one guy, and he was like, he was in the same area. He told me that when they were in the room, they heard a scream. And then the next morning when he was going, he heard someone saying that a girl has been stabbed on that same route, even a girl. So if I'm here, I would like to thank God for delivering me from this road. Deliver you from every arm robbery attack. Amen. Felix, what would you like to tell the church? Okay, so what I would like to tell you that First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58 says, Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of God. For as much as you may know, your labor will not be in vain. I believe what I did was how God saved me. So if you are told to go for outreach, don't, don't, I mean, the excuse, the excuses are there. I had the excuse that I should stay in my room, at least with my mom. Say I shouldn't be coming for you, but I, I overcame that excuse. So please, I mean, we should do all out. We should go in for it. So thank you so much. Amen. Let's give it up for Felix. Be steadfast and be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Amen. We have one last testimony, and let's give it up for Priscilla as she brings us a very powerful testimony. Let's keep clapping for her. Bringing us a very powerful testimony. Amen, Prisla. Hi. Hi, Prisla. Please, my name is Prisla Tamaku, and I'm from the New Side region. Wow. <laughs> okay, so my testimony was about how mommy's prayers solved an issue for me in the exams. Okay, so this happened last time. Prisla, I think semester yeah I had written my first paper already and when I was going to write the second paper I went to the wrong examination hall yes please so when they shared the paper and I realized that this wasn't what I was supposed to write I raised my hands to draw the invigilator's attention and I explained to him he told me to go and stand in front he was very reluctant to let me go because he said I had seen the questions and I was not supposed to write that so I was like hey what is this one to so as I was standing there, I don't know, then he said I should go and talk to a certain lecturer whom I didn't know and that a certain security man should accompany me. So when I went and I asked of the lecturer, they said he's not around. He had taken someone to the hospital. Someone just fainted. I was very disturbed. And the security man told me to tell the other lecturer. So when I told him, like, miraculously, he did he offered like to drive me to where I was supposed to write my paper and he said I shouldn't worry he would talk to them on my behalf ok 
okay so when we got to the place that was new block i realized that like he had gone to talk to the other lecturers to let me write and i was told to go to the basement when i went they told me to stand outside so i was i was getting very anxious so i saw the person who told me to stand outside he was just going up and down so when i was trying to draw his attention he said he's come then he entered he was like so all those who didn't get the paper should come outside and he explained to me that 50 people didn't get that paper and it has never happened before because usually they print more than necessary papers so we had waited for so 20 minutes we were ushered into another room to take that paper and whilst i was writing a guy behind me raised his hands and told the lecturer that this is not his paper this is not a paper he's supposed to write and i was just there because my other student my other colleagues they are done with their paper that i was supposed to write to them and they are gone and the paper that he said he's not supposed to write the one he was supposed to write was where i was and i know but at that time like it they were done and i was like wow a certain divine favor had located me and I knew it was through the prayers of our man that said divine that favor find you may every mistake be corrected as you hear the prayers as you hear the preaching may your life be sorted out amen Priscilla what would you like to tell the church okay what I like to tell the church is that they should believe in mommy's prayers because actually when mommy was praying that day I didn't know that oh something like this will happen but all the same like i believed in it and it helped me and it saved me so we should take mommy's prayers very seriously may this when you think about the guy who was now raising his hand to say that this is not his paper do you think his situation will be like yours mm, no not at all because he's now going to pick a shuttle to go back to Catholic Hayford building and i know by that time they were down with the paper so i only wanted to tell you that oh you should just pray but i just kept quiet and, we thank the Lord for his mercies. We thank the Lord for his goodness. And if you are here, I want you to know that you are in a good church. And everything that you need is right here. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, every single thing that you need is right here. It's not in some random prophet somewhere because there's a prophet in this house and what she says over us comes to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor you are welcome to the Fountain of Life Cathedral. You will not go back the same. Hallelujah. You will not go back the same. The Bible says that when the prodigal son, when he went back to the house, to his father's house, his father has prepared a wonderful ceremony i mean killed cattle and i mean they were they were he was really properly taken care of hallelujah and i want to say that maybe your week has been you've walked in depressed places but you've come to the house where the prophet has prepared a blessing for you hallelujah and your blessing is coming hallelujah we shall be ready to receive a blessing this morning be ready to receive a miracle from our prophets i want you to put your hands together let's welcome sister joy Felipe. put your hands together for her hallelujah just take your seat for a moment hallelujah amen are you glad you came to church this morning? Oh, are you glad you came to church this morning? 
powerful. Well, we've been talking about the Great Commission and we're going to continue talking about the Great Commission. Hallelujah. And this Sunday, we're looking at the Great Commission according to the Acts of the Apostles. The book in the Bible called Acts. Jesus was the one who gave us the commission. In Matthew 28, 18 to 20, we've been reading it every single week over here where he told us that all power has been given to him in heaven and on earth and we should therefore go are you there? We should go and teach all nations and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Do you remember it? Powerful. So Jesus gave this commission. And it is in so many places in the Bible. And that's why we've been taking our time to talk about it. Last week, we shared the words of Paul to his son Timothy, isn't it? And I told you that if you say that it's Timo and it's not you, then remember that it means all of Timothy, it doesn't concern you. But if, <laughs> if part of it concerns you, then all of it concerns you. Amen. Before that, we had looked at the words, the great, we had seen the same great commission in the book of Romans. Today, we are looking at it in the book of Acts. Acts chapter 1. I'm reading from verse 4 to verse 9. These are actually the last words of Jesus before he went to heaven. This is after his resurrection. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall baptize with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Wow. So, neighbor, wow. We have been looking at the, what Jesus said because the truth is that many people have forgotten it. Many people come to church because of what they want to receive. You have made the side issue the main issue. And we have been striving this whole year to say to you that let the main issue remain the main issue. Hallelujah. If you serve God as you should, he will sort you out. But don't make the mistake of twisting things. Are you with me? Hey, you are not minding me again. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So today we're going to be picking up just a few, but a few, but very important lessons or very important message from this scripture, the Acts of the Apostles. So once again, we are seeing that Jesus, what he said, he's saying it again. Only that he added a few things. You see, when you put the whole story together, you begin to understand it better. Amen. Point number one in the book of Acts. The Great Commission is a commission driven by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I said it's a commission driven by who? 
the Holy Spirit. So Jesus told us, he said, they should wait for the Holy Spirit to come. Amen. So one of the ways to know if the Holy Spirit is in a place is to look and see whether souls are being won to the Lord. And this is a very, 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 very interesting point because the church has come to a place where a church can be an entertainment center. The church has come to a place where a church can even have powerful power demonstrations. But I came to tell you today that the presence of those power demonstrations alone cannot, it's not enough evidence. It's not enough. It's not enough. Some of you, when you see that, you say, that, oh, if miracles happen, then it is okay. That's why you have been misled by random prophets passing. And they come and tell you, yeah, it's true. It's true. You have been misled because you feel that, oh, if what the person said is true, if half is true, then the other half is true. So the person will come and tell you, you are wearing a green singlet under your white shirt. You are, you are wearing a red pioto. You are wearing a red pioto under your clothes. So you see that since that part is true, so the next part is also true. So when the person continues, that your mother is a witch, you say, oh, it is true. You see, as you are saying, oh, 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 there are whole families that have been destroyed by this. Yeah. Whole families. Whole families. Yeah. The entirety of, entirety of the Bible is what is true. Yeah. The entirety of the Bible. And Jesus says that if you want to know if somebody is good or something tree is good, eh, look at the fruits. So when you see this person, everything he says is to divide, is to spoil, is to mess up, is to count. You should begin to suspect, suspect something. But you just take it like that. Since he said that my Peter is red and it is. No. Hey, it is true. So I thank God for one more sign to help us. You see, because nowadays, no, you can see that the devil is copying so closely. If you don't take care, the Bible says the very elect crowd will be fooled. Yeah. So to be able to see whether the thing, to judge the thing, is it of God or it is not? It's not so simple. It's not so simple. But one cardinal sign, if the Holy Ghost is present, souls will be saved. Souls will be saved. So the next time you're about to go to some place, are you there? When you go, this is one of the main signs. If souls are not saved, Holy Ghost no day day. Because if the Holy Ghost is there, souls will be saved. It was Jesus who taught us that. When the Holy Ghost comes on earth, he won't speak of himself. Whatsoever he hears, that's what he will say. And he will lead you to Christ. So if people are not being led to Christ, then please, please, please. Amen. The next thing I want to say to you about this Holy Spirit is that because the Holy Ghost is there, you can witness. The Holy Spirit comes to empower us. So you shall receive power. Some of you, you see smoke. Look, even when the chicken says, boom, then you run. <laughs> when you are in your room and then you just, yeah, trouble has come. <laughs> <laughs> 
Meanwhile, you are a born again Christian. You have, no, he says you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You will receive power. Hallelujah. And so I want you to encourage yourself. The next time, you see next week Sunday, you are going to bring somebody with you. Hey. You are going to what? Yeah. By the power of the Holy Spirit. How will you know who to talk to? Say, oh, Holy Spirit, if you are there, you will lead me. Yeah, you will lead me. Ah. You will lead me. The characteristics of the Holy Spirit. I don't want you see, if I deviate now, we won't come back to Great Commission. <laughs> Amen. The Greek word is paraclete. And it means so many things. In John chapter 14, we see him being referred to as the comforter. That word, comforter, is paraclete. It also means teacher. Yeah. It means teacher. You are there. You don't understand. Someone should teach you something. He will teach you. It means advocate. Your lawyer. There are times you need somebody to talk some for you. Your lawyer. It also means your standby. Stand by me as I'm going. As I'm going, stand by me. Are you there? And so once the Holy Spirit, look, Jesus said, you just wait. When he comes, he'll bring you what you need to win souls. He'll bring you what you need. Hallelujah. Hey, are you there? Hmm. I'm reading. I want to read a a story. One day, the Lord showed me a church. Everyone's hands were lifted up as they worshipped the Lord. God spoke to me and said, It is not my spirit that is moving in this church. It is the spirit of the world. I was stunned. He told me, It is the spirit of the world that loves the things of the world. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the proud things of this life are all from the spirit of the world. He said to me, where the Holy Spirit is, there is soul winning, there is witnessing, and there is feeding of the sheep. Wow. There is feeding of the sheep. It's not every message that you even hear that is feeding. You can be there shouting, and it's very nice. Every preacher likes preaching and the people are shouting. But after you have finished the shouting, whether you have been fed or not, we will now see it when you return back to your normal life. And as you get back to your normal life, we will now see whether there's something in you or not. And I think you agree with me that there's a lot of shouting. Mm. There's a lot of shoutable words. Charlie, people saying things. Yeah. But when you are done and you are standing in a certain place, we will now know whether there's something in you or not. Push your neighbor and say, what is in you? Hmm, what did your neighbor say? What is in you? Wow. Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Yeah. If the Holy Spirit is there, we will see some things. We will see some things. Yeah. It's evidence. It's evidence. Yeah. It's evidence. That's why I am questioning. I am questioning. I have a question. Do you want to know my question? My question is, 
how can there be so many Christians on campus and we can never organize a crusade on the campus? For three consecutive years, we have had this guy. Oh, who? Three consecutive years, unbelievers have been able to come together by the anointing of Satan to have that gathering on the campus. But the Christians, we can't come together. You have to ask yourself, what is moving among us? Yeah, because we can't come together to just organize. We're having a, a crusade. When we even say that, if you even rise up, that we're going to have a, a crusade, you will see manifestations. Hey, me, I don't like this. Hey, me, I don't want that. Me, I don't want me, I don't All that division is satanic. It's just satanic. All of it. Yeah. And you can tell them I said so. I don't mind. I don't mind. Because where the Holy Spirit is, eh, there will be witnessing. When you look at all the campuses, all the laws that are coming now are to make sure that witnessing cannot happen. That's why you will get to some of the campuses and they'll tell you that, oh, you cannot go around. You just, here's a list. You can take your members who are on the list. Don't talk to anybody else. Demons in Christian clothing. When you go into it, it is not people of other religions who brought that thing. It's Christians who have brought it. Then they wake up and then they say, eh, it's because some people come and steal other people's members. Excuse me. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they will not follow. How have you brought up your sheep that they are following another voice? What were you feeding them? Allow me to say it because some of you who are here you are a leader then you are chasing somebody and say that's my sheep that you have taken. If the person is your sheep, what were you giving to that sheep? It's a question I'm asking you. Young man, sit well. Sit well. You're in church. Yeah. What were you giving to the sheep? That's why when you go and you fight, if you like fight, then let me see you. It's only I may have not seen you yet. I've sought you out well. Yeah. Because people come and say that, hey, hey the person, he was in my center. Then this center director came and he said that he's making my center leader. And he's, what were you feeding him that made him decide to go? Yeah. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Hey. Is it now that I've come home, have you seen that you're quiet? If I say somebody else's own. Yeah. Yeah. We have campuses that we are on, slowly but surely squeezing out the life of Christianity on the campus. By Christians. By Christians. Many of us grew up in a time when SU was a main thing on campus. You know, unfortunately, I was never an SU member. But I can see that many were rescued by SU. And many pastors, many who became the preachers and the apostles of the revival came through the scripture union. But today, there are Christians there, head teachers. I came to speak to you today to tell you Satan is leading you. That's why you have quenched the, the, the scripture union from your campus. And we lay the blame at your feet and we will not remove it from there. You can't tell me that it's because of false prophets. Scripture union was never a false prophet. It was not and it is not. Hey. It is the demons in you wanting to make sure that nobody receives Christ. That's all that is moving you. Hey, we have said it, and I'm entitled to my opinion according to the Constitution of Ghana. Yeah. No, otherwise, you need to ask yourself. You would have thought 
that it is people who have other religions who are doing that. But you come and discover that it is so-called Christians. I question your Christianity, Mr. Man. I question your Christianity. Hey, if the Holy Spirit was in you, you will not quench the thing that brings salvation to children. And the fact that you question it, you, you question it and you quench it, it's a sign of the real spirit that is in you and it is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. Number two. <laughs> the Great Commission, according to the book of Acts, is a commission of witnessing. If you remember, I was reading for you verse 8, Acts 1, 8. You shall receive power. For what? And you shall be witnesses. Who is a witness? Somebody who has seen something. You have seen something. And you are saying what you have seen. Yeah. You have seen it. And here you are, child of God. You are sitting here. You claim that you are born again. You claim that you have given your life to Jesus Christ. But you can't share that with somebody. I question your Christianity this morning. I question it. I question what spirit is in you. I question whether you are really born again. I question whether, whether you have really given your life to Jesus Christ. Because if you had given your life to him, there would have been a before and an after. It doesn't mean that there would have been a while before. Not necessarily. You could have been a very cool, calm person. But you didn't have Jesus Christ. Then you added Jesus Christ. And now that experience about Jesus Christ coming into your life. That's what we're asking you to share with other people. And you say, I can't share it. I, in fact, you don't say you can't share. I'm busy, I can't come. Show sure, shame. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Do you know why you can't share it? Because nothing has happened. Because you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ. We stand here Sunday after Sunday, Sunday after Sunday. I tell you, every Sunday when I give the altar call, I know there are more people who have not answered. I know. And many times I just say, Holy Ghost, give them more time. If you had really received Christ, something would have happened to you. And that's something, not another thing, not somebody else's own. Your own, you'll be able to share it with somebody. That before, this is how I was. Then I met Jesus. This is how I is. You say you can't do. I question your Christianity. I question it to be a. I don't mind whether you are in this church or which one. No church saved you. You can be sitting here. You can be here 24-7 for 20 years and end up in hell, oh, I tell you. Because no church saved you. The person who died for you is called Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have you had an experience of him? Have you received him into your life? As you have received him into your life, then what? That's what you are witnessing about. That's what you are witnessing about. You may not have a wild testimony. You may not have been a drinker. A what? Womanizer. No, 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 you may not have been any of those things. But insofar as you have encountered Jesus Christ, something would have changed. And I tell you, it is not the dramatic sins, Grandpa, that are sins. The ones that are not so dramatic. Quiet, but your mind is like a toilet. The things that are going on in your head like a boiler like a garbage bin you know then you met Jesus Christ and suddenly it's not like that after a while it's not like that you used to silently walk behind the girls to whom? to, to whom? for? to whom does it belong to? 
But nobody will know it looking at you. Nobody will know. I tell you, the quiet people, I fear you, eh? Hey! I fear you, papa, papa, papa. Hey! The thing you can be thinking. Every day they say it's those of us who are talking, we are the bad people. Because before we know it, we have said what we are thinking. And yes, and yes, those quiet people. But God who is in heaven, he can see what's inside. So whether you are noisy or whether you are quiet or when you give your life to Jesus Christ, something changes. And Jesus is simply saying, be a witness of that. That's all. Some of you, the only change is that you never used to hold your Bible. You never opened it. But when you gave your life to him, suddenly you can open it, you can read it, you can enjoy it, you actually like it. That's your witness. That's your witness. Somebody, maybe your back leg never darkened the, the, the doorway of a church. But after you gave your life to him, suddenly, oh, I can't wait to be in church. Suddenly, I want to take back. That is the change that he has brought. And that's what you are witnessing about. And that's why we are saying, go to somebody and tell the person, listen, before I knew Jesus, I also didn't used to go to church. But after I got to know him, I can't wait. Do you know that Hebrews 10.25 says, let us not forsake the assembling together of ourselves as the habit of some is. Yeah, I witness. Yeah, I witness. Drawing them. Join them. We want to preach high saluting sermons. Don't worry, me too. I like to preach some. <laughs> I also want to preach high saluting sermons. But I must bring myself to the point where I don't know. Wait. As you have come to sit here, it's not to impress you. No, no. It's an opportunity to tell you the truth. Yeah. Hey. Are you there? A witness. You cannot witness of what you don't know. But what you do know, what you do know, you can witness of it. That's why every, Tuesday, every Sunday we have the testimonies there. What has happened to you? What has happened to you? What has God done? And you suddenly realize that, hey, something has happened. This one too, you can't tell somebody. Papa. Hmm. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, do they know you are a Christian where you are? <laughs> do they know you are a Christian? <laughs> where you work, do they know? Where you go to school, do they know? Your roommates, do they know? Your football friends, do they know? <laughs> Somebody here, you have been betting, you still bet. Get yourself out of there. Get yourself out of there. <sighs> Hallelujah. Take your seat. Take your seat. Sit down. Sit down. Amen. The next thing I want to share with you, we are talking about the Great Commission 
in the book of Acts. You know, they call it the Acts of the Apostles, but that book should have been called the Acts of the Holy Ghost because you see the Acts of the Holy Spirit so much. Hallelujah. Now, in this commission that Jesus gave, there are also four things I want you to see because the Great Commission in the book of Acts is a commission that is in four phases. Four phases. He says, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Take us to Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20. He says, and lo, I am with you always. No, no, no. Um, let me see. Take me to 19. Matthew 28:19. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Let me see something in verse 18. Mm -hmm. Okay, verse 19. Go ye to all nations. Do you get it? Yeah. I think it is Mark who tells us to go to all the world. Are you there? But in the book of Acts, he tells us where. He tells us where says Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, you may want to say that, uh, but I'm sitting here in Kumasi. Where is Jerusalem? <laughs> so let me define it for you. Let me define it for you. Jerusalem is simply your home base. It's simply your home base. Yeah, it's simply your home base. Are you there? The beginning, your home base. Judea is the next place, geographically quite close. Geographically quite close. Samaria is further than Judea. Usually, the people there speak a different language from you. The uttermost parts of the earth, that's as far as possible from your starting point. And in this church, I'm so happy that by the grace of God, we can see each of these places. Hallelujah. When we send you, go and do some outreach in the area. That's your home base. That's your Jerusalem. So from today, stop running away from outreach. Some of you, your center directors see you at the center, but they don't see you on Saturday when it's time to go around. And the reason why they should see you is that it's easier to go with people when they are going. So don't start saying, oh, you leave me, I'll do it. You will not do. You won't do. We know you, you won't do. Hallelujah. Amen? Judea, the next geographical area. That is why some of us, we're asking you today, we've come and we're telling you that on Friday, we're going to be at Gaza. Over there. You live at Emna. You live at Dediakon. You live on campus. Gaza is over there. Geographically close to you. Be there. Turn to neighbor and say what? Be there. Be there. Be part of what is going on there. Amen. Uh, you see that Nada is coming home. You have, you have, you have fidgeting. Yeah. Now let me tell you, say, oh me, dear, it's not my campus. Don't bring yourself. Hey. Are you there? Be there. Next week, Sunday, we'll be going to Garden City. Amen. It's also part of our Judea. It's a bit far from here, but it's not far. It's just a Trotsky or two away. 
That one to be there. Yeah, be there. Don't let the dancers collect all their blessings. So because they, they, they go and they dance. And as they are dancing, because of them, people gather. Do you think when they are sharing marks and crowns, they won't get? By all means, they'll get. They'll get. Yeah. By virtue of what they do, then you, you are in your house, they are strong. No, no, no. You took. Hallelujah. Amen. So we have these things going on and by the grace of God throughout the year, it will be going on in different places. So that if you missed the one at Gates, don't miss the one at Gaza. Are you with me? Don't miss the one at Garden City. After a while, we'll go to UEWK as well. Amen. And as we are going, add yourself. Turn to your neighbor and say, add yourself. Add yourself. Some of you know Musubai no Enyo. When they are doing things in the world, you join. I said, when they are doing things in the world, you join. But when it's church things, suddenly you have excuses. I thank God today I can stand and say, I've told you. Mm. Hallelujah. But in this church, we also have an opportunity to go to Samaria. In the month of March, the last week of March, my team and myself, we are going to two districts in the OT region. The Krachi West and the Krachi Chumuru districts. Amen. Further away from you, different language. Support us together. Amen. Hey, oh, you didn't hear what I'm saying? Support us together. Those of you who can take the time to be easy, we always need manpower, please. Manpower is always needed. Uh-huh. So those who maybe you are in between something, you can take a week off. Let's go. We're going to win souls there. We're going to live with souls there. How will we go? I don't know, but we'll go. <laughs> hey, where will we stay? You can be sure we will not sleep in the market square. You can be sure we have been going. We have not slept in the market square before. Are you there? Let's go and win some souls. That is a little far. It will take us about, I don't know, depending on which route we take. Six hours plus another eight. It will take us 13, 14, 15 hours to go. Yeah. But it is possible. If nobody was going, you could have said that you have an excuse. But this one, we are going. And those who cannot go, we are going to give out, support us to go because cars need petrol. Some nice brother in the house has given us a truck to take our equipment and books. But it must run on fuel. It cannot just go. Are you with me? And our crusade is called the Blessed Salvation Crusade. And we are going. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Are you going to support us to go? Hey, or you are going to be talking? Be careful now. Hallelujah. Then we also have to the uttermost parts of the earth. And that's why every Sunday I stand here. We show you a film. We show you where healing Jesus' crusade is going. They are going to the uttermost. Where they are, we can go. Or you can go. Recently, when they went to Yopuga, were you there? Are you able to go? Do you know where it is? <sighs> Please ask your neighbor, do you even speak the French you will need from border to border? But you see, every time, every time you take your envelope and you say that, Lord, what I committed to do, I said that I will support these people who are going, and I'm putting it in the envelope. You are empowering them to go. And that is your uttermost that you have gone to. Hallelujah. Oh, are you understanding what I'm saying? That's your uttermost. Make sure that you get there. Make sure that you support them. 
Amen. If you can join them, we will thank God. But the truth is most of you can't. Most of us, not you. Most of us can't. Hallelujah. But you want to make sure that at every point in time in your life, you know your Jerusalem, you are reaching it. You know your Judea, you are reaching it. You know your Samaria, you are reaching it. You know your uttermost parts of the world, and you are reaching it. And when you are able to do that, you know that the gospel, the, the, the great commission according to the acts of the apostles, you are fulfilling it. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Finally, the last point. The Great Commission is the commission to the uttermost corners of the world. Hallelujah. The uttermost corners of the world. And with us as a young church, I want to say to you that as a young person, decide that you go on missions. Decide that you will give your years to the Lord. Decide that you will go somewhere and you will preach somewhere. Are you there? You go somewhere. You preach somewhere. You talk to somebody about Jesus Christ. Many of us, we are just in our own cocoons. We are just looking at our own lives. But I came to challenge you today and to say that decide that I am going. I am going. I am going. Are you there? Hey, you are very quiet. Many of you, you are going to, you are looking forward to going to chase money. I don't think it's wise. I don't think it's wise. Because chasing money makes you some way. Yeah, let money chase you. Don't chase money. A doctor who is chasing money, he does operations he doesn't need to do. An accountant chasing money steals. Yeah. Are you there? A hairdresser chasing money. That's why they bent your hair. Yeah. Me, as a rule, all these gorgeous large saloons, I don't go there. I go to the nice humble ones because all the bad experiences I've had are in those big ones. Yeah. As they try to make more money. Oh, they, one time they bent my head and they had to use cotton wool to remove the blood from the head. Oh yeah, looking for money. So I'm done with you. I like the humble one that the person is just trying to yeah, survive. <laughs> are you there? So anything you do for money, it makes you bad at it. Yeah. But when you give your life, you know, I have a son who's on the mission field. Yeah, I have a son who's on the mission field. You see, he's my hero. Yeah. When he became an apostle, I changed his title on my phone. Instead of just writing that I wrote my apostle. Oh yeah, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Because he wasn't born in Madagascar. He wasn't born there. He doesn't look like them. He's as dark as the affair. <laughs> but he decided that he would go. And he married some nice, pretty girl. <laughs> and they went. And I'm just watching. I'm just watching. Oh, yeah. And sometimes I'm praying. Last Sunday, I was praying for my service here. And as I was praying, the Holy Ghost said, it's time. Pray for. Pray for Majunga. Pray for them. And I stopped praying for you. <laughs> Hey! <laughs> and I started praying. And the Holy Ghost said to me, It's about time. They are moving around now, calling their members. Oh, yeah. And as I watch, are you there? And one time, we were here just a few weeks ago, about a month ago, and they said there was a hurricane in the place, and the rain was falling. The rain was falling. They sent us the pictures. 
And in the pictures, you could see that those who lived down the hill, it was flooding. And then I saw a picture that touched my heart. Because if it was me, when it's raining, I'll stay in my house. But I saw a pastor. I'm going to visit my sheep. And I saw him moving in the mud. He's going to visit his sheep. He's going to visit his sheep. And I said, you know, you may think it is mud, but that mud is gold in heaven. One day when he's in his mansion, he'll be inviting you and me to come and pay him a visit. You are here. You don't know what to do with your life. Give it to the Lord. You have your grandiose plans about getting money. Give it to the Lord. Get up and go somewhere. You may think that I'm preaching to you. I'm still a missionary. Yeah. I went to Tamale. I didn't know anybody there. But I thank God. I thank God. I went to preach to people who are not my people. And today I'm so blessed. Today I watch them as some of them, their lives totally changed by the gospel. I watch people, Muslim families, but they have become Christian. And I see God using them. And I'm so blessed. What is your story? When you get to heaven, what are you going to say? That I just studied and I just got myself a second lower or a second upper? Or I just got myself a PhD? What are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him? That Lord, I just used all the time. I used the anointing that you gave me to just work. I used the anointing you gave me to blow time and to enjoy myself. What story are you going to tell him? What are you going to tell him? Who is going to be in heaven because of you? Who is going to be there because of you? Who is going to rise up when you walk in? Who is going to run and meet you? Who is going to thank you and say thank you for coming? Who is going to say thank you for giving your life? Because you gave your life, I am me today. Thank you. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet and begin to pray for yourself. Some of you, your unhappiness is because of your selfish lifestyle. And this afternoon, God is calling some people. He's calling you. There's a call in your spirit. And as I'm speaking, your heart is even beating. As I'm speaking, you know that you are called. And you have been trying to dodge. But today is your day. Today is your day. Start talking to him. Start talking to him. Start talking to him. You will walk in many nations You will speak my word Nothing will move you You will be a burning, shining light Turning many souls to Working in the fields, reaping the
languages oh God they will win souls father a harvest from across the seas a harvest over the mountains harvest in Asia harvest in Australia harvest from China harvest from Nepal harvest oh God where from the part of the world where 60% of the people live father anoint them let it come to pass let it come to pass let it come to pass 
Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. And for you, you need to give your life to Jesus. You have not given your life to him, but you want to give your life to him. You want Jesus to write down your name in his book. Your name is in different books. Your name is in the book of your hall. Your name is in the book of your faculty. Your name is in the book of the place where you work. But this afternoon, I'm calling you and I'm saying to you that let your name be written in the Lamb's book of life. That is the book that will ultimately matter. One day, no other book will matter except that one. As every eye is closed, every head is bowed, this afternoon you are saying, Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. You too, lift up your right hand. Lift up your right hand this afternoon. God bless you. 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 If you've lifted up your right hand, come, I want to pray with you. Just step out of where you are. There's an usher or a pastor standing to guide you. Just come. Today, your name is being written in the book of life. In the book of life. God bless you. God bless you. Don't force the small children to come. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. God bless you. God bless you. Jesus is calling you. Somebody, your heart is beating. That's Jesus. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And he says, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. Will you hear me? Step out and come. Step out and come. If you will answer, open the door of your heart and answer. He says, I will come in and I will stop with you. I will be with you. Step out of where you're standing and come this afternoon to receive Jesus. Receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, Somebody, I'm waiting for you. Jesus. Your heart is beating. In the silence, just step out and come. Jesus has held up the service for you. You must know that you are important. You are important to him. Just come. Just come. Thank you. Thank you. If you're standing in front here with me, I want you to pray with me. Just come. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, may they never go back. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.